0: Welcome to the following presentation from Spider Sports Properties and Playfly Sports. And thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on Auto 61 ESPN. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web with Head Coach Chris Mooney. Live from World of Beer Bar and Kitchen, 11,600 West Broad Street in Short Pump. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Lux Chevrolet, Bryant Heating and Cooling, Cornerstone Partners Co-Star Group and Bon Secours Health System, and by Cabell Childress Group. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888, email behind the web at richmond.edu, or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at Richmond Athletics, or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Mooney. This is Behind the Web, presented by World of Beer on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network
1: hands it off to Bailey. Dribble drive into the lane, bounce pass back to Quinn. Nice pass, and the layup, Bailey to Quinn. Over to Bailey, drives into the arc. Here he goes, he slams it into the bucket. Bailey just flying down the lane. Tyne bounces it into Bigelow, the fadeaway jumper again by Isaiah Bigelow, nothing but net.
2: Harris dribbles, gives the roach. he will take another
1: three, bang, he is. Peeling it. it. Out. Quinn hands it off to King. His eye arcing fadeaway jumper, good by Jordan King. A step in front of the free throw line.
3: Yeah, just a nice shot that time by King.
1: Well, we have said that a lot already this season. A nice shot by Jordan King 62 times, in fact, if you want to be exact. And we use that as a backdrop to welcome you to our season premiere of Behind the Web, the basketball edition, live from World of Beer here on West Broad Street at Short Pump, along with Spider Head Coach Chris Mooney. I'm Bob Black. Great crowd in the house tonight. We appreciate all of you being here and those of you tuned in on the radio and Internet as well. We hope you'll interact with the program. If you're in the house, bring those questions on up to us scribble them down on a piece of paper or a napkin and we'll ask coach and our special player guest coming up here in a little bit jordan king and if you're listening online or on the air you heard the numbers 804-327-0888 is the text line behind the web at richmond.edu if you want to email your questions and comments and we're here every Monday night during the college basketball season there'll be a few exceptions to that during the course of the year and we'll tell you about those as we get closer to them let's get into the first program tonight coach first of all a heartwarming welcome back to you obviously you missed the last month of the season and the last month of shows Peter Thomas did a great job filling in but we welcome you back to the hot seat over here welcome back Chris
4: there you go Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Great to see all these familiar faces and. Uh from the bottom of my repaired heart, thank you very much. I really appreciate seeing everyone.
1: I hadn't heard you use that one before, but I'll bet you've practiced that line that's right. somewhere. But that's, that's awesome. We're glad you're doing, obviously, so so very, very well. All right, so you mentioned familiar faces in the audience, not so much with your basketball team. I even had one of our loyal fans come up to me tonight and say, hey, can you get me a game program? Because we still need to figure out right. who's who on this team. So with that premise it's been a pretty successful start to this season very cohesive very connected to use your word how come with so many from new faces
4: yeah well i would say uh by far the the biggest reason by far is that uh the three transfers that that we were that we recruited um jordan delani and tyler uh are great guys um you know they're they're team players they're have an appreciation for being on a college basketball team, for how much hard work goes into it, uh, for the expectations that are that are on them, you know, uh, day in and day out, and that's by far because you know the the um, the transfer window, the recruiting window, is you know really really small compared to the high school recruiting window, which might be you know a month to eighteen months. Mm-hmm. The transfer window, the portal. Uh, you have to make a decision whether you really like a guy right away and start recruiting him, and that, that all takes the course of maybe two or three weeks, sometimes even shorter. And so there's a little bit of luck involved because, you know, we've, we needed to fill roster spots, and so you could panic and just take a talented player. Uh, and we got so lucky uh, with Jordan, Delaney, and Tyler that they're great guys. They're coachable. Um, you know they they talk they they have brought all their good experiences and they've been open to learn kind of how we do things and that is that is by far the number one reason that that they're that they're great guys and and great teammates uh, and then the other part is that they're also good players, and so it's easy to to you know find some fluidity and some chemistry with guys who are good players and have a good understanding of basketball uh, but had they if they were more hard headed or stubborn or you know, uh came to Richmond for a reason to you know to you know, for for more selfish reasons, then then the cohesion would not be there. So uh we're we're so appreciative that that they came to school here and were you know proud that we made a lot of the right decisions in the recruiting and the in the transfer portal
1: i think we can make the convincing argument that you're six for six over the past two years because neil isaiah jason add to the three that you have this year are you warming more to the idea of this transfer portal Uh, i know you still want the four year guys when you can get them but are you figuring out, you know, how to use it to your best advantage?
4: I think so. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, this past year will probably be the most hectic because uh, we had roster spots open because we signed Ryan Sulis and Mikel Tyne freshmen in the spring also. So um, it was hectic, and it feels like at times, you know, with you know, you have a couple of offers out there. We had a lot of visits. And so it feels like at times you're really under the gun because it's it's April, May, you know, and, and summer school's about to start and you roster's not set. I hope moving forward we're not quite as uh we're not quite as close to desperation mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the, you know the transfer this is this is where college basketball is and you have to adjust and adapt. I, I just say that I'd rather four and five year players to be around them that long, you know, uh, to to help them to develop, to uh You know, to have them go through the really hard times at Richmond and, 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 um, you know, so they can see older guys who have gone through those hard times who now it seems easy for and talk to them about, you know, getting better and better. Um, So, you know, there's no doubt there's great talent and available in the transfer portal. Um, But I'd really I just like the idea of coaching a guy for four and five years because of the progress you can see him make and the trust that you can build.
1: All right, Chris, how about on the court? Now, I mean, this is a team that is shooting fifty percent from the floor, thirty-seven percent from three, seventy-one percent at the free throw line. Uh, we've talked endlessly and have just marveled at the turnover number—the the best in the nation at only seven point four per game. This is this has come together pretty well, hasn't it?
4: It really has, and and I think that um, you know it it it's not as surprising to me just having been with the guys during the summer, and so um, you know. Uh, I feel like, you know, if you have for for us, um, you know, the way that we play and the offense that we run and and what we do defensively all really depends on one another, and it's it's five man offense, five man defense, and so that is difficult. Rather than saying, "Hey, you know, you go try to score," you know, you try to defend your man, and so, but the the way that the um, new players, both the freshmen and the transfers picked up on things so quickly and and were so fluid uh and their minds were so um you know n- not just could pick things up quickly but hungry to to learn the next step and the next thing that we do uh it's not as surprising to me because I think we saw a lot of that in the summer but yeah I mean I, I watch college basketball and you can tell some disconnection mm-hmm. um and and some teams who uh, with new players, you know, haven't gelled yet. I'm sure they will. And it feels like for us we've been able to do it a little bit more quickly. And I would, I would go to the first statement about these guys that we are able to get who are new, mm-hmm. who are not only able to pick it up basketball-wise but have the willingness to learn and to, um, you know, not learn in terms of, hey, you're doing this wrong, do it our way, just more of like, hey, this is the way we've done it and been successful with players so you know can you look at this and they're very open to doing that Mm -hmm. how impactful is it particularly the way we play
1: that your two best players all due respect to isaiah bigelow and jai bailey and and others who have been great but that your two best players have been center and guard meaning neil quinn and jordan king
4: yeah for sure that's that's always you know it feels like that's been the case at times Mm -hmm. before here and um you know they for us you know which is unusual for most teams, they have the ball the most, Mm -hmm. you know, and so our center has the ball so often, makes so many decisions, and, you know, there's a great – it's great thing to be a center for us because you get the ball so often. You know, as I point out to the other to the centers, yeah. <laughs> you know, you could just be setting ball screens the whole possession, but then then becomes a lot of responsibility. You know, you 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 have the same responsibility as a guard, uh, basically, uh, in making in your decision making uh, in how how you have to move. Uh, and And taking care of the ball, so um, but that that is a really big help because they have the ball a lot, uh, and they 're both very, very confident experienced players
1: uh, I look at neil quinn 's numbers particularly thirty three assists and only ten turnovers i mean that 's grant golden t j klein stratosphere isn 't it
4: yeah it is it is, and you know I think neil uh, his passing this would have been different with uh, Grant and maybe even t j neil 's passing was ahead of his scoring Mm -hmm. as a younger player. Um, and I th- we've really been urging him to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember having to say that to Grant too often. <laughs> and Grant's passing really improved tremendously during the course of his career. Um, I, re- I remind TJ. I think TJ had 200 assists as a senior. I think he had 18 as a freshman at Niagara. So uh, I remind him that you know those things come a little bit, uh, but playing at Richmond. But uh, but yeah, that's they're tremendous numbers. And the more confidence you have, it to throw. It to a guy like that, uh, that really enables the floor to be spread and the, the attention to be paid to the big guy and, and really opens everything up.
1: Uh, a couple more for you and then we'll get Jordan King up here and, and uh, introduce him to our crowd here at World of Beer and get his impressions on his his year so far here with the Richmond Spiders. 5-3 uh, and three at this point. Chris, obviously you'd like to win them all but certainly a solid start. Um, I would look at the UNLV game as, I don't know I want to call it a crossroads game, but but. Certainly Certainly a game that I think has helped send this team in the right direction. Would, would you kind of look at it that way as you look at the first eight games?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, in those tournaments, um, you're you know either playing two games in two days or three games in three days, and we've prided ourselves on being good on that second day, whether they were playing on the first-place game or the third-place game. But the, but the last day when, you're, you know, you're more tired. Uh, you're either high or low after the game before and you know we played Colorado in a really good game uh and really had you know really gave ourselves a chance and and put ourselves right there with a with a really talented team uh and then we we were able to come out and really control the UNLV game right from the beginning against a really talented team you know a lot of high major transfers uh I mean they're essentially a high major you know uh Mm -hmm. program and so um yeah i was i was proud of our effort there and 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 thought that was something that we showed you know we were we defended them really well even though we didn't have a day to, to scout or prepare uh so i, I do think that was a, a critical game for us
1: all right last one and then uh, jordan will join us up here uh, unfortunately his running mate in the backcourt and one of the other transfers that you brought in you know had the the wrist injury the fractured wrist that happened in that tournament down there in florida uh, how's he doing our fans have seen him on the bench obviously at home he's still being a vocal leader and and what about the prospects for him
4: yeah, so Delaney had uh, surgery last Monday. Is that right, Jason? Is it? Two yeah, two weeks. Last Monday. Yep. Okay. seventh. Twenty seventh. Yep. So uh, the good news was they went in and they they um, you know fixed the bone and there was no ligament damage. So the re- initial read was six to eight weeks. Hopefully, with the no ligament damage, you know it's it's toward the shorter. Um, shorter portion of that of that uh uh, preview so he um you know delani's a really really good player um you know incredible intangibles uh super fast um and you know obviously anytime this kind of thing happens you feel very sorry for the for the player uh because you want him to experience just every single possible minute of college basketball um but he has been tremendous and i know that i know he'll he's already working and and uh, i think he gets a, a splint or the the soft cast off here in a couple of days and i think as soon as that happens he'll work extremely hard to get back fast because you know we really need him he's he's likely our best defender Um, you know, and a guy who has been an all-conference guard uh, during the course of his career and and really a helpful player. All right, the
1: best offensive guy, uh, not only on the team, but in the Atlantic 10 right now, Jordan King is our first guest on Behind the Web. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. They love you already, Jordan. They love you already. He joins us at the head table when we continue from World of Beer with Behind the Web on 106.1 ESPN.
2: World of Beer is proud to be the official host location of the Behind the Web radio show. Join Richmond head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney, Bob Black, and special guests on Monday nights as they break down the latest game and preview the next matchup. All Richmond Spider fans are welcome, so head to World of Beer at 11,600 West Broad Street every Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. for Burger Monday and enjoy the classic burger for only $5.95. World of Beer also has over 250 craft beers, a wide selection of spirits, a fully loaded food menu, and more. Eat, drink, and explore at World of Beer in Short Pump. I'm honest. Oh, hey! I was hoping you wouldn't come.
5: Maybe a little too honest. But that's why I like getting pre-qualified with CarMax. They give me honest budget answers up front and let me personalize my search by monthly payment, all without affecting my credit score. It saves me time for more important things, like dinner with the family. This gravy's lumpy grandma, CarMax, car buying reimagined see carmax.com for details we've teamed up with bryant heating and cooling the official heating and cooling partner of the spiders for a special enter to win opportunity at all spider men's basketball home games this season one winner per game will receive two tickets to sit courtside at the robin center plus one parking pass each winner will also receive access to the tip-off club during pre-game for complimentary food and drinks Get in the game and visit bryantcoolsrichmond.com and enter to win today. Bryant heating and cooling, whatever it takes.
2: Richmond Athletics would like to recognize CoStar Group and Bon Secours Health System for their commitment as cornerstone corporate partners. CoStar Group and Bon Secours are pillars of the Richmond community and the largest employers in their industries in RVA. CoStar Group is digitizing the world's real estate, empowering all people to discover properties, insights, and connections that improve their businesses and lives. And Bon Secours Health System is committed to creating communities of health, hope, and well-being. Their transformative commitment to Richmond Athletics demonstrates how they can be counted on as cornerstones of our spider community.
0: Timeouts over now more behind the web from World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network.
2: And into the front court
0: goes Jordan King again. He'll pull up another one on the right wing. He hit it and he
6: got fouled. Wow. Jordan King just hit another three point shot.
1: By Bob Black, Spider head coach Chris Mooney, and our special player guest, making his first appearance, obviously is Jordan King, who's averaging 21 points per game. That, as I said, that leads not only the Spiders but the Atlantic 10 in scoring. You haven't even said a word yet in oh, here. Oh, hi everyone! Thank you, thank you for
7: having me. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Jordan, I know it hasn't been easy. A lot has gone into this. But why has it looked so easy for you to become a part of Richmond basketball
7: as if you've been here for three or four years already? I mean, the offense that we run is is very simple, you know. And I I came in and I learned it fast. At first I had trouble. Coach Mooney saw that in the summer. (laughs) I didn't really know what was going on. But uh, I learned it fast, picked it up quick. And, uh, you know, And Coach Mooney gives me all the confidence in the world to go out there and, and play my game. Chris, is that something
1: that you were looking for? four in the guards is that hey they're gonna have to pick this up quickly particularly in Jordan's case because unfortunately he's only with us for one year
4: yeah I think that uh my experience has been the guys who have the best feel for the game who whether no matter what offense they run in high school or college they tend to pick it up quickly because a lot of the pattern for lack of a better word is kind of instinctual or or the, the play that a good player would make and so um the, the most important thing for for a player like Jordan is that he could pick it up quickly, so he could know when to be aggressive. Um, so always is, is a main is a main uh, is a main thing. But you know it, it, you know you have to have an understanding of when your spots are, and that's kind of the nuance of it that he's picked up also very quickly. And um, the more aggressive he is, I've, I've said this a few times, it really helps our entire team.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, our fans know this. Um, you become a fan favorite because of the creativity of your shots. Yeah. And you're making those shots. Mm-hmm. Where did they all kind of come from? How far back did you have to go? You're a smaller guy, yeah. so I know you have to get space and free yourself up. Mm-hmm. To be able to come up with whether it's a runner in the lane or a fadeaway or a deep. How did all of that kind of evolve? I think it's all
7: about just like reading the game, you know. I just let the game come to me at first. Um, you know, not try to be aggressive but not too aggressive at the same time. But, uh, you know, I look back all the way to when I was a kid in my backyard just shooting fadeaways and, you know, just doing all these trick shots and just trying to be creative while I'm playing. makes it more fun. Why has this
1: team seemingly come
7: together so quickly? What was kind of the
1: summer like that led to that and also the start of the season?
7: I mean, we just connect on and off the court. Uh, Our locker room is probably the most funniest locker room in the A-10. We're we're hilarious. (laughs) Everybody's a big jokester. So we're all connecting on and off the court. And then, uh, you know, when we play, it's just it makes it simple, you know, and uh, uh, we just gel together. Nothing against Siena or East Tennessee State, but can you compare that a little
1: bit to your two previous stops and the the personalities that you have on this team?
7: Oh, Yeah, well, I'm thankful for both those spots Mm because, I mean, without them, I wouldn't even be here. But, you know, like I said, we're just fun together, you know. We just uh, enjoy each other, enjoy each other's company, and, you know, it just translates out on the court. One of the things that you had said, I know you and I had this
1: conversation about our offense is you adjusted quickly to how important and coach was just talking about this in the last segment, the center yeah. position is that how much how helpful that
7: is to you as a guard to have a center who handles the ball as well as Neil and Mike for that matter. I mean they just make the game easier, you know. I, I don't have to take the craziest shots when I don't have anything. I just throw the ball to Neil, and Neil makes a great decision, you know, and you know, so it just makes the game easier for me. Let's go back a little bit off the court. We were talking during the break a little bit. Um, how did
1: you kind of ingratiate yourself not only to the University of Richmond campus, but the community
7: that you're in now oh, during the summer? Oh, it was it was good. You know, uh, we got out a lot. You know, I never, <laughs> we had a good time oh. though. Uh, summer was fun. Uh, we had we worked hard. Uh, you know, got out, did some stuff, and you know, just enjoyed each other. Why Richmond? Uh, this guy right next to me you know <laughs> he helped he was the the most aggressive in the transfer while I was in the transfer portal and you know when I got to Richmond it just felt like home away from home the people here on campus and in the community were so welcoming and I just knew it was the the right spot for my last year you've answered this
1: before coach Mooney but zero in on it dig down even a little further why Jordan King
4: yeah so I was uh so the season ended and I was uh I, I couldn't go in the office for a month and so I was uh, at home and the Coaches would send me video, you know, edited clips of players that were in the portal that we wanted to recruit, and so I had to, I would open my computer and I'd be watching. And if Leah came by, you know, I'd would shut my computer down, <laughs> so she didn't think I was working. She knew
1: Chris. She knew. She's a smart young lady. She
0: knew.
4: And uh, so uh, Jordan was was in the portal, and I saw him. I said, you know, that's that's the that's the best guy uh, that that we're that we're recruiting, and uh, and so we would go on, and you know, there were. 1700 players in the in the portal and you know uh, I mean when I tell you like we we look at all of them and cataloged all of them uh, and so the next day they sent me you know seven or eight new guys and I you know I'd kind of text back I say what about Jordan King and um, and we were we really started to recruit them really really uh, heavily and uh, and I just I, don't, I, I just knew right away and I, you know I was really uh, this can happen I was really mad that we didn't recruit him out of, out of high school uh, and when he transferred out of Siena but um, right away I could you know he just had uh, he's got these you know great legs and spring and um, he's a very aggressive player uh but not a greedy player in terms of like he can he can really make the right play and pass and see. Um, but his a great attribute is this aggressiveness, and um, I thought that immediately for me he was he was the best guy. Then when I would call and talk to him, he was you know my favorite guy to talk to because. He's mature, but he's, you know, he's he's silly, <laughs> he's fun. Um, and, and so, you know, and there was no pretense to him. You know, he was, he, because these guys are a little older, they have a pretty good idea of what, what the expectation was and the things he talked about when he saw Richmond basketball play. And, you know, the questions he would ask were just a really higher level. And uh, and so right away, you know, I I thought we hit it off and we were as aggressive as we possibly could be. Uh, And then we met his mom, who's just an incredible person on the visit. Um, And so, you know, it was it was just it, it was something that doesn't happen very often. He was by far my favorite player. Uh, and we were able to, you know, be a, a strong recruiter of them and, and get them. So it was, it was for that and, that and recruiting, the, you know, the best we've had.
1: How different, Jordan, was this recruitment from – Siena to East Tennessee State, and probably even more dramatically, high school to college, high school to Siena, and the, the things you knew later that you didn't know when you were being recruited out of high school.
7: Yeah, this um, this time around, this recruitment was way – it was something I've never seen before because in high school, I didn't get recruited at all. Mm-hmm. I walked on at right. Siena. Uh, a a walk-on. Yes. Right, yeah. right? right. Walk-on walk walk to where on he at, is now. Yeah. I walked on at Siena, so uh, – you know, I was just happy to be there. I was just, my freshman year, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm on a Division One team, just <laughs> laughing, just enjoying the time there. You know, you get yelled at because you're a freshman, but at the end of the day, it was so much fun. But uh, when I when I jumped into the portal this time, I couldn't believe the amount of schools that, uh, you know, that called my phone. It was just like, wow, my hard work is paying off. You know, I just never thought I would be at this point in my life. Uh, I'm assuming
1: you didn't reach out to Richmond when you were a
7: high school Junior or senior. I don't um, even think Richmond knew who I was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you even know who Richmond was? Uh, yes, I did. You did. I did.
7: I did. Yep. All right. Yep. But,
1: but you didn't reach out. No, no, so no, no. 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 Oh, interesting.
7: Didn't have the talent for it yet. I, I knew <laughs> I was a smaller guy. Wow.
1: That's a pretty mature <laughs> comment, actually, Chris. Sure. You know, like most guys would just send it. What the heck are we going to do? It. Right. I can play it. <laughs> That's That's really, really interesting. Uh, Jordan King, our guest on Behind the Web this evening. Again, if you got questions for him, and I got a couple scribbled down, that I'm going to get to in the next segment, Jordan. Don't let me forget. 804 gotcha. 327 If you want to text them to us, behind the web at richmond.edu if you want to email them to us. Jordan, how about bringing the other transfers along? The three of you from this year, mm-hmm. how that kind of went with Tyler Harris and Delani Hunt?
7: Well, I was here on campus before D'Lo uh, committed, and he came on his uh, his visit, and you know we just talked. We we uh, we texted after he left, and I was just like, "Yeah, hey, I just think it's a great opportunity for the both of us. I think we could work really well together, and it, it's obviously showed on the court. I mean, he's our leader. I know he's out right now, but he still has the most energy in the room. He's still getting on us when we're not right, you know." And, and he's Like the, like I said, he's the biggest leader we have. And then Tyler, is he comes from Western Carolina, and they're really defensive-minded, and he helps us on the defensive end. And, you know, also just a great guy in the locker room to have a ground. And, you know, I just feel like the two transfers that we brought in, including myself, well, three transfers that we brought in, including myself, just been great. So you played against him, right? Yes, Against sir. Tyler. Yes, sir. And you played against Jason Roach, too, I, right? Uh, At the Citadel, I have nightmares. You? Yeah, I don't like Jason. <laughs> 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 I don't like playing against him. I'm happy. He's on my team now, though.
1: <laughs> have there been some conversations amongst you guys, Tyler and Jason? And I know there have been yeah. at least a couple because I was sitting at the breakfast table when you had them one mm-hmm. morning and my stomach hurt from laughing so, like,
7: at <laughs> the stories you guys were well, they Well, they both have a winning record against me Ooh. in the SoCon, so I don't like those guys really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from, from their previous school. Right, yes, you, so you of course. You love them now. Yeah, yeah I love um, them now. How are you handling with Delaney, and how has he handled it? Coach talked about it, but you guys are together obviously a lot more. Mm-hmm.
7: I mean, he was down when he first heard the news. I mean, we all were – I mean, that's a big piece to our team. Um, but, like, he comes to practice everyday energy like he was playing – like he's still playing. You know, he's always getting on guys. He's got a clipboard in his hand now. He has a whistle. He's <laughs> coaching us up, you know. So he's just giving us the energy that we need to go out here and win games. Wait a minute, Coach. You've given him a
4: whistle? You know, <laughs> he's he's really, you know – uh he's really unique in in today's world um you know I, I think i don't think greg beckwith was as you know loud and emotive but i mean you know we've had really great players here it's just it's different now uh you know the way the way players are and, ha- and how things work for them a and high school uh to be so to be willing to jump guys and talk to guys like that it's just it's not as typical and uh he is like that uh at a high high level and so yeah i think he you know one thing i've learned like on really good players and good people like what their instinct is you know is is often correct and something that we should all embrace rather than fight and um yeah he's he's Uh, out there coaching, talking, and challenging guys, and uh, he's even an asset while while he's not playing.
1: So, Jordan, when uh, there's a timeout on the court Mm -hmm. and the coaches are off huddling in the corner and the chairs are set up, in the past, Jordan Gately used to sit in Coach Mooney's seat Mm -hmm. and talk to the guys until Coach came over and kicked him out. Are we getting any of that from Delaney yet? Is is he doing that? Yeah,
7: yeah, he's definitely doing that. He's the first guy in that seat. It's not more of a talk, though. It's more of a scream, yell, getting us going. It's not a calm, Delaney. It's it's the side you don't want to see. And you're okay with him? Great great it's
1: become a tradition now. Yeah, the guys yeah. who are playing to take that spot absolutely yeah. all right that's good stuff all right halfway through we'll come back got some questions for jordan king and for for coach mooney as well if you've got them let us know we'll be glad to get them on the air in the second half of behind the web live from world of beer thank you all for being here and tuning in on the home of the spiders 1061 espn
2: on <laughs> at world of beer bar and kitchen in short pump Head to World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump for all NFL and college football games. And enjoy happy hour all day on Thursdays, as well as weekend brunch. With 40-plus beers on tap, 350 more in the cooler, and a full food and cocktail menu, World of Beer Bar and Kitchen is your football watch party destination. When buying or selling a home, the Cabell Childress Group's approach gets results. Some Spider coaches can tell you from experience. Let's hear from men's basketball head coach Chris Mooney, head football coach Russ Usman, and men's lacrosse head coach
4: Dan Shamati. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in Richmond, trust Cabell Childress. He's my personal realtor. He truly lives up to his model of personal attention proven results. We had a really successful experience working with the Cabell Children's Group and we would do it again in a heartbeat. Cabell Children's and his team handled all aspects of our buying and selling experience, making our process stress-free. They had a personalized game plan and followed it to success. And I
2: appreciate that old fashioned hard work. We know the Richmond real estate market and that will get you a competitive advantage. Visit CabellChildrens.com or call 804-340-7000. That's 804-340-7000. The Cabell Children's Group. Personal attention. Proven results. Buying a vehicle is like buying a house. Many aspects of the purchase can lead to questions. Fortunately,
3: Lux Chevrolet in Ashland has 100 years of experience to help their customers buy their next Chevy or used vehicle. They combine a modern, interactive website at luxchevrolet.com with old-school customer service to make the entire process easy. So don't buy from some online startup. Put your trust with Lux Chevrolet in Ashland. 804-798-9261 or online at luxchevrolet.com. You're a local dealer with worldly experience.
0: Let's get back to the show. Behind the web presented by World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN.
1: King crossover left to right. Right of the lane behind the back past the Walls for another three. How about that one? King behind the back. Walls, his second straight three ball.
0: (laughs) King at the spider logo, works to the right side, now crosses over, drives the lane, put it up, off balance, falling to the floor, and of course, it goes in. Jordan King with 29, he was literally falling down as he took that shot.
1: Well, he practiced that one in his backyard, he told us. when He was a little kid falling down and knocking it down. That was uh, the 29 he had in the game against William & Mary Saturday night. had the 34, obviously, in the opener against um, against VMI. But I want to go back to the other highlight there. Jordan, welcome back to Behind the Web here at World of Beer. Mm-hmm. Behind the back pass to Mike Walls yeah, for a three-pointer. Yeah. Where did that come from?
7: Well, I did it in practice, uh, I think, the first week I, he- I was here and I completed the pass. Uh, Coach had no problem with the pass, so I just started doing it. I've been doing it in practice a long time, and Mike was ready for it. And I know Mike's going to knock it down, especially at the top of the key. It it was the second one he had hit in a row. It looked
1: like you guys were laughing a little bit about about
7: that. He had to feel pretty good about those. Uh, No, he definitely did. That's his shot right there at the top of the key. (laughs) He doesn't miss that. And, and certainly an assist you wanted, didn't
1: you? Oh, for, behind sure. The back, for sure. Behind the back one, which, uh, uh, Chris, I had asked you about that, kind of wondering what the response was going to be, and your response kind of surprised me, to be honest with you, about a guy like Jordan King making what looks like, you know, a little bit of a moxie flare behind the back pass, but you said... Well, that's a good pass. Yes, uh, that's uh, what you said, that we actually coach that, yeah, yeah, depending co- on the guy.
4: And, well, as a matter of fact, uh, Jordan flipped that one, and I think it's better to bounce it. Oh. Uh, okay. But he, he flipped that one, and uh, but he'll learn. He'll learn. <laughs> I think you want to bounce that pass if you can.
1: Huh. But but it can be effective at times yeah. if the yeah, guy so. can do it.
4: Yeah, exactly, and it's almost like uh, in you know, uh, behind the back pass sometimes will be you know to go into the side. This one's going behind you, and yeah. so there's uh, and, you know, and the reason you're doing it is you see Mike's man right in front of you. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's a I think that's a great pass, and you know I, you know we recruit all these guys who are very skillful, and so that that that's not. That's not anywhere near out of what Jordan can do or anything like that.
1: Absolutely. We haven't found anything he can't do just yet at this point. So, all right, uh, from uh, someone in the audience tonight, Jordan, really enjoy your aggressive play, something we've talked about. Thanks for being a spider. Is there a link or association with Trevor Smith? our uh, freshman guard, since his dad was an outstanding player at East Tennessee State.
7: Yes, I met Trevor's dad last year, and he actually gave me some tips on, you know, just like the college basketball world. And, you know, uh, he's been a great, like, uh, influence, I guess you could say, at ETSU when I first met him. And, uh, you know, Trevor's a great, great player. He's going to be a great player here, Uh, you know. But you know, he yeah, like I said, he's just an influence.
1: Was his name you know talked about a lot down there? I think he scored like twenty three hundred points. Yeah, I think last State.
7: year before one of the games, they actually retired his jersey. So uh-huh. he came down with his whole family. It was a big ceremony. I don't know if Trevor was there or not. I don't. I never met Trevor before, but uh-huh. uh, Trevor might have been there too as well. Uh, and then the follow up, Chris, Coach
1: Mooney. Was that at all helpful for both players coming to Richmond?
4: Uh. Well, the fact that that uh, Tim was such a good player, I mean, uh, that was how we, you know, that everybody would know Trevor uh-huh. uh, was that he was uh, Tim's son. I think his his uh, name is also retired at the Boo Williams Complex. Wow, and that has some really really impressive names up there. So, uh, yeah, I think Trevor uh, he, he is going to be a good player. Uh, he's he's a great kid and. and uh, Tim Tim loves basketball, loves basketball, his father, and uh, I think Trevor has that same. That same feeling toward the game. I, I think that he has a chance to be a great player. Mm-hmm. Jordan,
1: what are you what are you learning now about this team as we get a little bit closer uh, to conference play? You'll experience Atlantic Ten play for the first time, and mm-hmm. you know a little bit less than a month now. What are kind of some of the things you're learning about this team through these non-conference games?
7: Uh, I think at the end of the day is that we all have the same goal, and that's just to win games. You know that that locker room is not happy after we lose on the road, or you know to top twenty-five Colorado. We thought we could win that one. Everyone had faith in that locker room. So, you know, I just think the biggest thing is that we all want to win. We all have the same goal. We're all going to hold each other accountable just so that we can be the best. Coach and I were talking about that. You were
1: sitting over there when we were talking about I really thought that UNLV game was one that you may look back on yeah. later in the year. How were you able to focus for that one after what you just talked about? Colorado, tough, heartbreaking loss. 20, less than 24 hours later, right. you're coming out there.
7: Well, it's the second day of the tournament, and when you lose that first one, it's no fun to go out there and play again. So, uh, But we went in the locker room, and you know, it's just a chance for us to get better. And I think that day we did get better as a team. We uh, learned even more about ourselves and what works and what doesn't work and you know, just continue to grow from there. We've talked a lot about offense, which is certainly the fun part
1: of this thing, and, mm-hmm. and what you're doing with the scoring. How about defensively and the things you've had to learn
7: in the Richmond way of playing defense and yeah. bringing all these guys together to do it? Well, Coach Boyden, uh, he recruited me here, and he's a guy from UNCG, so I also played against him as well. And I know that UNCG has one of the top defenses in the country, and uh, you know he, those principles are the same with ours. And you know it's really easy to learn, the, definitely a lot of work. That I don't really like playing defense. <laughs> but I got to play it if we want to win basketball games.
4: But, uh, you know, like I said, Coach Boyden has been amazing. How is he as a defensive player, Coach He's Gordon. actually a very good defensive yeah. player. You know, it, again, uh, when, you, when you have a great sense for the game, that helps everything. Um, and so a lot of times when you imagine a defensive player, you, you think of all the physical traits of quick jumper, quick feet, uh, strong base, and those kind of things. Uh, but really having a sense for the game because, you, you know, the more you can anticipate – uh, and the less you're caught by surprise, the better defend you are, and so that that really helps Jordan. He's a great talker on defense, uh, you know, and he, he's very committed, you know, the, these principles that we have, um, you know, when you, like any team, but the principles that we have, if you can stick to them, you know, not that you're going to shut a team out, but you're going to start to see the same things over and over and over, and that makes things easier to defend, rather than seeing a new play or a, a different part of a play every, every single time down, and so if you if you have a great sense and you can communicate, that really 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 is a big part of it. And then of course he also has quick feet and a good nose for the ball, defensively rebounding things like that.
1: So let me talk a little bit about opponent defense to get us back to talking to about what you like best, which is offense. <laughs> the other night, correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't there until the last couple minutes of the game. Uh, William and Mary plays some zone, right, against yes. us the other night. Yes. Um, how do you guys attack that when you see a zone? What changes? For you, as opposed to trying to carve up a man-to-man.
7: Yeah, it's all about finding space. You know, we put got got the big man right in the middle. Got the two shooters on the wing. Point guard at the top. Got the forward running the baseline. It's all about finding gaps, what angles you can attack, where to throw the ball. You know, like Neil had a great pass over the top to Ty uh, Tyler uh, during the game and wide open layup. Um, again, Neal skips it to somebody, a Roach, to get another shot. Neil's just a great passer. I could go on and on about it. But, you know, it's all about just finding the gaps and, you know, finding the right angles. And that's different, I'm sure, to have the big man passing. Oh, him. it's crazy. He's beating me in assists right now, and I'm supposed he to is. be the point guard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
7: even close right now. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm going to leave like that to him. 33 yeah. to 18 yeah. if you want to know
1: the, the actual <laughs> numbers there. Uh, how much have you worked against Zones, Chris, and what did you think of the attack the other night?
4: Yeah, well, uh, it's interesting. Uh, the f- we 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 have worked against zone, and you know, we kind of really try to map it out in the preseason of those. Um, you know, you get um, thirty practices in forty-two days, and so we map out how many days to work on out-of-bounds plays and zone, and uh, we did that. Now, zone is one of those things that's so different in a game than it is in practice. Mm. Um, and then we what we didn't work on was one-three-one zone offense, and then VMI about the eighth possession of the game played, a 1-3-1. And we haven't seen a 1-3-1 in three years, maybe four years. Uh, And so we adapted well to that without ever practicing against it. And then uh, we've played – we've, you know, gone against zone in shorter segments. So I I thought we we handled it great. I mean, you know, one thing about a zone, a zone can – you know, teams uh, – it's kind of reported after that they settled for three-point shots – um, but a zone can make you have to shoot three-point shots. You know, it's we always try to get two-point shots. Uh, but the most common thing that's going to be open and available is three-point shots. And we shot well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes the ball movement and the finding space and all those kind of things really great because we made all those shots. And so um, I thought we handled it great and again as jordan said the 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 big guy being able to pass the ball and having a great sense really makes it much easier
1: hey a couple more for you jordan we could go on and on but i'm guessing we're going to have you back before this season ends on the show because this is the first of many many more to come uh how are you trying to help Mikkel time? come along. I mean, all of a sudden he gets thrust into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I know he's loving it obviously, yeah. but as as a more experienced guard, how are you trying to help him as a freshman?
7: Well, most importantly, just trying to find ways to help him in the offense, you know. It's def- he's a freshman uh, learning the Princeton style offense is not easy. So, but uh Mikel's a great player. He has a great sense of the game. Uh, when he came in the summer, I just like I was amazed how good he was. I wish I had his confidence as a freshman. Uh, You
1: would have been here as a freshman. Yeah, exactly.
7: (laughs) Exactly. But he could do it. I can't. But um, he has just so much talent. He's going to be a really good player at Richmond. All right, lastly, what's the approach coming up this week? I know we take
1: them one at a time, Coach, but you've got uh, Northern Iowa on Wednesday. We've got a little history with those guys going, and then one more opportunity against a power conference team in Florida, uh, quote-unquote, on a neutral floor in their home state on on Saturday. (laughs) Thoughts on the week.
7: Um, it's just our chance for us to get our first road win. I know we ah. definitely need that. Uh, you know, obviously, another chance for us to get better, but we definitely need to go out there and get a road win if uh, we want to continue our success. All right, let's go do that, all right? Yes, sir. All right, go enjoy the
1: food. <laughs> Everybody, Jordan King, our first guest on Behind Thank the you. Web.
7: Thank you for having me.
1: I From appreciate From World of Beer. And appreciate everybody being here. We'll take a time out. We'll come back to World of Beer in just a moment. Got a couple of text and email questions for Coach Mooney, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, we're here each and every Monday night during the college basketball season. And Mind you, World of Beer has more than 250 craft beers, wide selection of spirits, fully loaded food menu, and much more. Eat, drink, explore at World of Beer here in Short Pump. And remember, Monday nights when we're here from 6 to 7 is their classic burger night here at World of Beer. Finish up by our season premiere behind the web next on 106.1 ESPN.
3: Of wheels? Get pre-qualified at CarMax and see your personalized monthly payment for any of our cars with no impact to your credit score. Because CarMax has made it as easy as a Sunday drive to get your financing options with the shopping experience tailored to you. So you can get the car that's right for you and right for your budget. Get started at CarMax.com and compare your options in just a few easy clicks. See CarMax.com
2: for details. CarMax. That's car buying. Reimagined World of Beer is proud to be the official host location of the Behind the Web Radio Show. Join Richmond head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney, Bob Black, and special guests on Monday nights as they break down the latest game and preview the next matchup. All Richmond Spider fans are welcome, so head to World of Beer at 11,600 West Broad Street every Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. for Burger Monday and enjoy the classic burger for only 5.95. World of Beer also has over 250 craft beers, a wide selection of spirits, a fully loaded food menu, and more. Eat, drink, and explore at World of Beer in Short. For the ones who get it done,
0: keeping you up to date with Richmond basketball, this is Behind the Web from World of Beer Bar and Kitchen, 11,600 West Broad Street on 1061 ESPN. From Playfly, this is the Spider Sports Network.
1: All right, welcome back, Uh, Lewis Producing in our ESPN Richmond studios tonight. I got both Alan and Robert on location today, helping us engineer and produce the show for this great crowd here at World of Beer. All right, coming up for the Spiders, Wednesday night at Northern Iowa here on the East Coast. That's an 8 o'clock game time, so 7.30 is our airtime, 7.30 Eastern on Wednesday night, 8 o'clock game time. And right now it's on ESPN Plus uh, to watch it, or you can tune in to Greg Beckwith and yours truly on the radio Wednesday night. And then Saturday at Florida in Sunrise Florida against the Florida Gators. Scheduled for a four o'clock game. It's the second end of a, a double header with Florida State in the first game. And our airtime is at three thirty. And believe that's on the S- SEC, network. SEC network. We'll be on the SEC network on Saturday against Florida. All right, final segment with Coach Mooney. Again, thanks to Jordan King. Did a great job on his premiere here on Behind the Web. Uh, Coach, I'm not going to steal the thunder. I was going to ask you about Northern Iowa, but our good friend uh, Ivan, who is still out there listening and still with us, says, Welcome back, Coach. Glad you're feeling better. And his traditional question, what can you tell us about Northern Iowa?
4: Yeah, so we, we've had uh, this series here with Northern Iowa. Um, this will be the fourth time of four years, and then we play them twice uh maybe 10 years ago um so you know they've been an extremely successful program and what we reminded our guys today you know that when they wichita state northern iowa and creighton were in the missouri valley conference and they would kind of those three would win the conference and so they have a great basketball tradition a great coach uh, great style of play um and so they, they're they a little bit different than Wichita State in terms of Wichita State, very athletic, uh, really, really talented. You know, Northern Iowa has their system and their style, really good players. Uh, so they're really good. They, they've shot the ball well. They've played one of the best schedules in the country so far. They've played Carolina. they played... Uh, they played multiple road games. Some teams haven't played any road games. Yes, you know, and, it's true. And so, um, so that 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 has made it hard. They they uh, they beat Stanford yeah. really handily. Yep. So they, they're they're a really good team and and they do a lot of really good things on offense. Uh, there's you know there's some familiarity for the coaches, but with so many new players, it's not quite as much familiarity as it would be in years past. Uh, but a really good team and a big challenge and uh, another road game opportunity that hopefully we can that we can uh, really play with great energy and and compete.
1: You've been pretty good friends, right, with Coach Jacobson yeah. over the years.
4: Yeah, he's a tremendous guy. You know they're. Um, he and his wife have also have two boys that are older. Um, you know, he's just really, really a great guy. And the series came together, I think it might have been the, the, the year the tournament was canceled. And uh, Northern Iowa and Richmond were both, you know, whether in the tournament, on the bubble during the course of the last couple of months. And it became so hard to get games. It's getting harder and harder to get games. Yeah. And so... You know we were just talking one day and he said why don't we play if if those are you know top 100 or top 50 games why don't why don't we play and so we we put the series together um and we had played years ago Mm -hmm. uh when kendall anthony was here and tj klein um so so yeah he, he's really really a great guy and uh has been a great coach there for a long long time
1: they've already played a couple conference games right how how weird is that strange In- yeah, yeah i
4: know I, I saw some big 10 games i think were this weekend and you know I, I i don't know you know i i don't know that 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 seems that seems unusual i really hope that uh you know there's a part of the A-10 that wants to go to 20 games. is huh. uh, another part that wants to reduce it to 16 games. And, you know, when you have so many teams and so many game opportunities, you know, that's uh, I, I don't know about playing conference games, you know, around Thanksgiving time. That that seems way too early.
1: What do we want to do? Do we want 16? Do we want 20? Well, do we like it where it yeah, is? What?
4: I, I would say 18 or 16. I, I think, you know, 16 gives you The argument would be 16 gives you that many more opportunities. So no matter what kind of team you are, you would go and play the teams that you want to play. So we would go try to play more high-major teams. The argument to go to 20 is that there aren't as many high-major games available. And so – but I I like 18. I I think, Bob, honestly, a 15-team league, I, I don't think there's a right answer because the right answer would be to play 28. (laughs) So you played everybody twice, and you can't do that. I don't
1: think that's happening. (laughs) Yeah.
4: You know, it's just so hard now, like, finishing the top four is that much more important or winning the regular season. And when you're playing a completely different schedule than other teams, you know, it it, (laughs) – You know, it renders it a little bit, uh, not unfair, but, you know, just from the jump a little bit, it's just so different to, to try to compare the two teams rather than a true round robin.
1: Is 15 where we're at? Do you hear anything that, you know, we got to be even and we got to be 16 or anything along those yeah, lines or I, not much?
4: I haven't heard anything. I think once the NFL went to a 17 game schedule, yeah. I think all of that went out. Everything was
1: okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but it, it is large, no doubt. And, and speaking of the 8 10, um, pretty decent start, right, uh, for the conference. And if we know how important that is. You know, if we want to get multiple teams into the NCAA tournament, you gotta gotta take care of some business in, in November and December, right?
4: Yeah, you do. I mean, uh, you know, the conference is trying to schedule as as well as we can, but it is hard to get it is hard to get those games. You know, um, you know, St. Joe's took Kentucky to overtime and beat Villanova. Both those games are on the road. Um, you know, they'll they'll be lucky enough to get Villanova at home next year. Yep. Um, wow! Yeah, you know because of, because mm-hmm. so of the big, big five. five, yeah. Uh, but there aren't that many opportunities like that, and and uh, you know we're, we're we'll play F- Florida will be our third high major game. We've played as many as five in the past, um, but and that is really difficult. That's really a challenge for us to get to that number. So um, yeah, I mean the the key is obviously to win games, um, but uh, it, you know you want those opportunities. Um, and, and you have to try to take advantage of them. And for us, they come early in the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Seven teams in the top 100 in the net, which was released for the first time today. I know Is it's still right? early, about but got to start somewhere, right? Yes. That's, that's about half the league in, yeah, the, in no. the top 100.
4: No, it's impressive. I it's mean, a
1: decent start, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at their six power conferences, because there's Big East and basketball, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's 80 some teams right there so if you if you have seven of your teams in the top 100 that's 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 very good um and we need opportunities we need opportunities we need opportunities
1: (laughs) yes spiders are one of those teams by the way at number 85 uh today so one of the seven uh that's in the top 100 hey one more question before we leave i was going to mention this earlier in the first segment and i forgot and having not been at the william and mary game uh you went with jason roach to start, and I thought your reasoning for that was was really interesting, and we've all, you know, seen his struggles. We know how great a shooter he can be, and he hasn't been. Why'd you put Jason Roach in the starting lineup? And obviously, something clicked with him the other night.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I, I thought that uh, really, we were coming back from Wichita State, and he had um, he has been in a shooting slump for him. Um, and number one, you know, when you're always counseling guys like that, you say, well, don't, don't just worry about your right. shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you're a shooter you're worried about your shooting and and i thought uh you know the one thing that i could do for him because uh, he's a relentless worker and uh very driven by his routine and always in the gym shooting uh would be to give him give him more opportunity not just more shots but more opportunity to be on the floor and uh you know just be surrounded by the game and uh, and uh, starting would give him that best opportunity, and um, you know, hoping that that would kind of really jumpstart him as well. And his, you know, his first basket was on a cut and a layup, and that's always really good for some contact on that layup, Bob. Um, <laughs> and he fought through that contact. Yes, he did. Coach. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he, you know, he made some shots. So I think that. Um, you know, I, I think it, it turned out to be something very positive, but that was a motivation is just that what could you know, what could we do for him to help him be more settled and more confident, get more opportunities.
1: Greg Beckwith had been begging for him to get a layup for about three or four games yeah. now, just figuring that would. Yeah, you yes. can't plan it necessarily. I mean, right. you can try, right. but the other team might have something yeah. to say about that as well. And it happened, and then it got him going as well. And the other part of that, you brought Aiden Noyes off the bench, right, and maybe that helped relax yeah. him a little bit too?
4: Yeah, it may have, you know, we had talked to Aiden before the game, or, or in between Wichita and and William and Mary, and uh, he he played great. I mean, he didn't shoot the ball well, but he played great. Eight rebounds, very very active on defense, aggressive. Um, you know, and a couple shots go in, and it's it's really a headlining game. Uh, but I thought he did great, and uh, you know, Aiden is very talented, and you know, he just uh, sometimes he he just tries so hard you know, i say the squeeze of the ball so tight right uh but uh you know you just have to sometimes be able to dismiss the last play and make the next play and uh he was really aggressive which is a great sign against william and mary
1: worked out great for sure hey this was fun let's do it again next yes. monday let's All right. all right so we'll be back next monday and the following monday before we get to the holiday break thanks again to jordan king our special player guest coach moody thank you great to have you back in that seat Thanks we'll very see much. You, uh, Northern Iowa on Wednesday night. Our airtime is at seven thirty uh, Eastern time. Seven thirty Eastern time, eight o'clock game time against Northern Iowa. The Spiders go in there with a five and three record and we'll look to improve upon that. Greg Beckwith and I will talk to you Wednesday night. Robert and Alan, thank you on location. Uh, Lewis back in our ESPN Richmond studios. Everyone, thank you for being here tonight. Tell your friends. Bring them with you. We'll have a good old time when we talk spider basketball with the next edition of Behind the Web next, next Monday night at 6 o'clock on 1061 ESPN. Right as rain... Good luck to anybody trying to beat that team. I don't care if it's in Philadelphia. I don't care if it's in San Francisco. I don't care if it's in a parking lot. They continue to play like this, and it's not going to matter who they didn't have last year in the NFC Championship game losing in Philadelphia. It'll be about who they're going to put out the pasture this year in the NFC and maybe in the NFL if and only if they keep being like we saw on Sunday. For the ESPN Radio Sports Beat. I'm Freddie Coleman.
2: Jim Sports Sports Basco, Monday Night Football
6: offers Bengals and Jaguars, ABC, ESPN, ESPN 2, eight fifteen Eastern. The Jags playing on this Monday Night States for the first time since 2011. Longest active drought in the league without a Monday night football kickoff. Travis ATN on the opportunity. Uh, it
7: means that we're in the right place, and I feel like I'm just very grateful to be a part of such a time as this, and I feel like God placed me here for a reason, and I feel like for us we have to just keep that momentum going and go out there and put on a great show for the fans Monday so we're able to get more games in the future.
6: And the Jags are 13-3 in their last 16 games, tied for the best record in the league since week 14 of last season. Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett out indefinitely after undergoing surgery and a right high ankle sprain. Mike Tomlin said Mitch Trubisky will start when Pittsburgh plays host to the New England Patriots on Thursday. The New York Jets do not have a starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Texans. Coach Robert Sala options... For Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, and Trevor Simeon, none have played too well in the aftermath of Aaron Rodgers' injury. The Athletic reported that the team is leaning towards Wilson, but he is reluctant to play because of injury risk. Meantime, the NBA in-season tournament, quarterfinal play tonight, bottom of the hour. First game gets underway, it's the Celtics and Pacers. Then at 10 Eastern, it's the Pelicans and Kings. Arizona. The new number one in the AP men's college basketball poll, Kansas back to second after beating reigning NCAA champ UConn. Houston three, followed by Purdue after falling from one to four overall. Hey, it's Michelle Smallman coming up Tuesday. Have the Dolphins proven to be the best team in the AFC? And if not them, then who? It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU.
0: and Richmond
5: I would absolutely put in an undefeated Florida State ahead of a defeated Alabama team and in this scenario if they beat Louisville they will have beat everybody but they are deserving and deserving doesn't matter the best best team out of all of their matchups and the best team out of all of their matchups
1: deserving is not a part of this conversation it's you don't, the don't get to trip and
5: fall against best, Texas and get in.
1: It's the four best teams in college well, football. If Bama beats Georgia, there's zero chance that the SEC champ, who just took down the two-time defending champ,
2: is going to be left out. From Miami, Florida, to Dallas, Texas. I'm ready for How about them cowboys? Yeah. To you.
3: This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on
2: SiriusXM Channel 80.
5: Apparently you do get to trip and fall against Texas at home by double digits and still find yourself in a college football playoffs. The committee messed up big time. We will get to that in just moments. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. If hot about what the college football playoff committee did as I am, give us a call. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one that fans deserve. Aaron Goldhammer filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. Hello, Goldhammer. Thank you.
3: Amber, I'm sorry that I'm standing in your way on this one, but I have no problem with what the committee did. I I understand Florida State fans being upset about this, but also I think that they put together the best possible television show. And look, I'm much more likely on New Year's Day to sit down and watch Michigan-Alabama than I am Michigan-Florida State.
5: Well, you're wrong, Uh, but... Before we get to why you're wrong, let's get to some of the other happenings right now around the world of sports because we are getting you ready for Monday night football on your television sets. Bengals, Jags tonight coming your way. 8.15 p.m. kick on ESPN. When that game gets going, we will, of course, keep you updated on all of the action here. I mean, not a ton of juice to this one after all, right? You got the Bengals at the bottom of their division, the Jags at the top of their division. The season ended today. The Bengals ain't in. I don't expect the Bengals are going to be in. Their season went the way of Joe Burrow.
3: Um, Yes, uh, but I do think it is, you know, a seminal moment for the city of Jacksonville tonight. They have not been on Monday Night Football, Amber, in, like, decades. And I think it really shows that... You know, this has finally flipped. I think that the Jags now are one of the best teams in the AFC. I wouldn't put them in the top, top tier, but I think part of them hosting this game is at least the league and television networks, namely ours at ESPN, saying that they're one of the biggest draws and a real contender to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. When you look at, like, you know the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs quite anymore, and then when that opens up, it's like Baltimore and Miami and Jacksonville's just there, kind of lingering. So I think keeping an eye on them as we head towards the playoffs is going to be interesting because they're going to be hosting a playoff game in that stadium.
5: Is this true? The Jags haven't been on Monday Night Football since 2011. Am I? That is true. That, that right? is. Twi- How is that? There right? are
3: kids having their bar mitzvahs in Jacksonville that have never seen a Monday Night Football game in their town.
5: That is truly wild. I used to be a runner for Monday Night Football for ESPN when I was in college when it was in Jacksonville, when there'd be big games in Jacksonville since I went to college in Gainesville at the University of Florida. But lo and behold, apparently it has been a long time since they have found themselves in this time slot. Here we are once again. So the Jags will have an opportunity to show their stuff tonight. Also an opportunity to show their stuff. Just moments ago, we got the four Heisman finalists. No surprise who's headed to New York you've got Knicks, you've got Pennix, you've got Harrison Jr., and you've got Jaden Daniels. Those guys will be in New York. One of those guys is going to win the Heisman. So we will get into that a little bit later here on Amber and Ian. The Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Okay, let me go ahead and address what you said about the college football playoff committee because it's not supposed to be about who's going to put on the best television show if that's the case we could go ahead and just not play any of the games in the regular season whatsoever we already know who's going to put on the best television show at the end of the season why not just slot in the biggest markets? heck let's throw Ohio State in that puppy right just for ratings if that's all that matters what's supposed to matter is who's either the best teams or who are the foremost deserving teams and Ian and I on Thursday night which was the last time we were on air together argued about this extensively before championship week where he kept telling me he had been on one of these mock committees, Aaron, and he said that they tell you, they instruct you, it's the four best teams in the country. Well, the problem I have with what this committee did is they neither chose the four best teams or the four most deserving teams. They chose some semblance of them both. And it's a mixture that's completely illogical. And that's the problem I have with this. Because if you're choosing the four best teams in the country, it is very, very obvious that Georgia, in everybody's mind, is one of the four best teams in the country. If you're doing the four most deserving teams in the country, then everybody would agree. FSU is one of the four most deserving teams in the country. It can't be both. Both of those teams cannot possibly be out of what they did and yet both of those teams are out. That's the problem I have. Okay,
3: so so let me take you through the logic because if you say Alabama won the SEC, beat Georgia, then they have to be in, and then you have to put Texas in because they beat Alabama. So, otherwise, you're going to get killed on that head-to-head thing, which I understand. Washington has to make it because they beat Oregon twice, who the committee valued all year long. And, obviously, it was a pretty good year for the Pac-12. It was kind of a gauntlet. I actually think it was a better conference than the Big Ten was this year. So, then we get to the team that, actually, I would have been comfortable with them eliminating, which is the Cheaters up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. If you were going to eliminate one of these teams based on something, based on some criteria, you could argue that Michigan is the one that should be pulled out. But I hear Ian Fitzsimmons on this show tell me all the time that they have 20 draftable players on their team or something like that, and that they might win the national championship. So then, okay, I get those four teams because I think that they're going to provide – the most compelling matchups. And I think that just overall, if you're looking at the teams that if we had a bigger tournament would probably win it, like those are the four teams that I'm looking at based on the way they're playing recently. Georgia, over the course of the year, I thought, tailed off. And I'll say this about Florida State, Amber. Winning all the games and all that is is impressive. The ACC it just doesn't really do it for me, okay? So that's part of it. They almost lose to Boston College. You know, some kicker makes a 29 yarder and they lose to Clemson and they lost their quarterback. So when I add all that stuff together, I understand why they didn't choose FSU. Do they have a reason to gripe? Yes, they have a reason, but there were only four spots, and the reality of it is there were at least five, if not six, deserving teams.
5: Yeah, but they weren't. There weren't five or six or even four undefeated teams, and that's the problem because you had an but undefeated they don't play the same team schedule. who had taken. They, hold on, hold on. They, they had. Oh, but here's the problem with that argument, Aaron. Because and and again, I am a Gator, like diehard Gator. I hate the Seminoles, but if I'm going to be objective for two seconds. The committee says schedule out-of-conference games that are tough to help you out, right? Play your tough in-conference games. FSU can only do so much. They have to create these schedules years in advance. FSU played LSU. FSU played Florida. Obviously, FSU plays Miami. They play Clemson. It is not their fault. They are getting punished for all the rest of us sucking. I mean, for, that's quite yeah, literally for, for, for what it is. In, like, they are for getting being punished in the fifth-best the league. Yeah,
3: the, the, their league was, like, they didn't even have Oklahoma state in their league but we're not so, in the
5: same league as them and they played us obviously a rivalry matchup lsu is not in the same league as them and that but, was a big win the, for florida the, the, the state year, but they're getting a win, LS, for a
3: win over lsu should count and i think that if jordan travis had stayed healthy that florida state would have made this playoff do you agree with that that, that, that really the injury there the other thing that would have helped that's also the member,
5: problematic because then you're you're you're, you're discounting the work of like 100 other players and coaches because of one kid. And it has led to Jordan Travis tweeting out, I wish I'd broken my leg earlier in the season, which is atrocious. And by the way, he's right. Because if he yeah, sh- had, sure. his team would be in the college football playoffs. Or if he sure. hadn't broken his leg, his team would be in the college. Like, it's 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 abysmal. But, 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 <laughs> but did you just, just
3: discount 52 here. other Cincinnati Bengals when you called this kind of a lame Monday night football matchup tonight just because Joe not, Burrow's so- hurt and Jake Browning is going to be playing quarterback for Cincinnati? Like, the quarterback, of course, is the most important position. Can you? And imagine- I bet you, if, I, I bet you if, if Quinn Ewers was still injured, I bet you if J.J. McCarthy was hurt, that it would have affected the selection of those other teams just the same.
5: Can you imagine if some arbitrary committee was like, you know what? The Bengals aren't in. Like, let's just decide the Bengals aren't in because Joe Burrow went down instead of actually letting them play out the schedule. Because the reality was that... It was a couple games ago FSU lost their quarterback. If the committee had such a problem with FSU losing its starting quarterback, then that is a decision the committee should have made when it lost its starting quarterback, you, which you, was before the Florida game, before the Louisville game. It's not even the FSU angle. It's the Georgia angle that bothers me just as much. Because, fine, you can make an argument – that FSU isn't as good, even though again, I think that whole I think the whole idea that we have to choose just like some arbitrary best and not actually who's earned it is yeah. so insane. Well, that's, what, that's to me. why
3: we're going to twelve teams, though. Like right. there's a reason we're we're changing God the we system because we all agree that this, the current system stinks. But it's you had totally. to play under the rules of the current system, and I think whether it was the second string Tate Rodemaker or Brock Glenn playing quarterback, I think FSU would have gotten totally annihilated in their semifinal game. And nobody wants to watch that. But Georgia had one loss in the last
5: two years, and it was to Alabama by three points on a neutral field. I saw Alabama get their butts kicked at home to Texas. Mm. And I'm supposed to believe that that's better than what Georgia just did, right? By losing by three points on a neutral field, and that makes Bama... Like, I understand the head-to-head there if we're just comparing Bama to Georgia, but if we're comparing resumes the resume for me with alabama us just ignoring the texas thing is problematic which is why the committee let in texas because of course that's a hugely problematic loss that so you have to let in texas to try to cover up the whole loss but if we're just talking about four best teams I, I there's not a team in this four that i actually genuinely believe is better than georgia and that includes the team that just beat georgia
3: <laughs> i mean the team that just beat georgia you have to think is better than georgia they I don't. just played them they just played if them and played, won
5: Again and they play again and they well, play what, again. What, it's probably uh, gonna uh, be a different what, what do you
3: want them to do? Play a best of seven series like this is the NBA? Yes. Like in football, yes. it's single elimination. Oh, by the way, sometimes the best team doesn't win the Super Bowl. Like that's part of the way football playoffs and the NCAA tournament, like sometimes great teams, you know, the Vikings went 15 and 1 one year and they ran into the Falcons on the wrong day and the Broncos kind of got a free Super Bowl because of it. This is all play part the game. of sports.
5: They played the game in the playoffs. It wasn't some committee. They had to earn their way in.
3: And injuries and who you play and when you play them, all of this matters in sports in general, not just when it comes to some subjective committee.
5: Can you imagine if we just had some subjective committee decide who gets into the NFL playoffs? Are you as incensed as me or do you agree with Goldhammer? Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 Plus, plenty of NFL to get to on tonight's show as well.
6: Hey, it's Michelle Smallman. Coming up Tuesday, have the Dolphins proven to be the best team in the AFC? And if not them, then who? It's on 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Oh,
2: oh. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high-mileage engine protection with Syntec Full Synthetic High-Mileage Motor Oil, exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five parts of SynTech High-Mileage and a MicroGuard Select Oil Filter for just $34.99. Limits apply. Ask for SynTech High-Mileage at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Bundling and saving with Geico is an easy choice, so
3: you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like, what's the best animal in the world if not humans? I'd strongly consider ducks to be somewhere up there on the list. Think about it. Ducks can swim, ducks can fly, and ducks can walk on land. They have access to all terrains. They are the ultimate animal. And they wiggle their butts when they walk, which is funny. Yeah, ducks are
0: awesome. End of story. Bundling and saving with Geico. It's an easy choice.